Craft Beer Radio, episode 127, on October 23rd, 2008. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. I'm Greg Weiss. I'm Jeff Barrett, and joining us tonight we have Scott Smith. Hey. Hey. We invited hey Scott up because... Uh, we're doing one heck of a show tonight, even though um, yeah, yeah. We've, these, hopefully the evil future robots don't jinx us tonight. And really, you better save this on like eight different hard yeah. drives. I don't know about the evil future robots. I'll have we've to had some technology problems recently on the show, so we're blaming it on the future evil robots from the future. Okay, they've not only been causing the computers to mess up, but they've been making the beer bad too. Mm. So we're hoping that because uh, evil future hey, well, robots can do that. You know. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'd be happy with one out of and two. And steal yeah. people's medicine. <laughs> so we are doing the Belgian beers from Russian River tonight. By the way, Scott Smith. Oh, yeah. Who's Scott Smith? Who the hell is Scott Smith? <laughs> Nobody really. Get back to the beer. <laughs> Scott Smith is the owner, brewer, janitor. Actually, you got help now, so you're not I everything. got a little help, yeah. I'm still a yeah. janitor, though. Janitor. Yeah. At East End Brewing Company in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A uh, draft-only microbrewery that makes such great beers as Big Hop, and Blackstrap Stout, Monkey Boy is one of your newer ones, right? Yeah. What do you yeah. got in the works? What's cool in the works? Um, in the very near term, I've got uh, a bourbon barrel aged version of Blackstrap that, oh. uh, that'll be coming out uh, Halloween weekend at the big Cascale weekend over at uh, Piper's Pub. So, uh, Night of the Living Casks. Cool. It. I got to make sure I show up for that one. Did you? Yeah. Uh, Use oak chips, or do you put them in barrels? In a in the uh, the 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 trash homebrew uh, experiment oh, bourbon barrel. barrel, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, since it was already taken up what limited space we have at the brewery, I figured I may as well put some beer inside it. It's not going to be any bigger if I do that. So okay. uh, so the first beer the of the night is a uh, damnation. Did you mention that we're doing all these Russian River beers? I don't even know if you did. I, I yeah, started you did. to did so I the, the sure Belgian style. He even said. So these are the Asian beers, you know, Damnation. Well, one Salvation. of them is an Asian. So. Yes, one's an Asian. They're all shuns, though. And we just we just uh, had a, a high highfalutin conversation about whether we should drink them in a in a life progression. Um, Either positive From beer or negative. to beer, yeah. yeah. Starting with damnation, or or in a style like you know, you start off with temptation, and then once you got temptated, you know, tempted, tempted. I've been tempted all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Suddenly, foghorn leghorns in the room. Sorry. Okay, so uh, most of these beers, actually, I think all of these beers are donated. Yeah, they're all donated by Gary Frank. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. Thank you, Gary. Um, this damnation is from batch zero zero one. <laughs> Damnation is a golden ale. I was going to say, it smells like a Belgian golden. Yeah. These guys you know, aren't really tied to styles. They're pretty generic flavor descriptors. for most, mm. or, uh, Style names written on most of these bottles. Wow. There's some nice stuff going on in the nose there. You can really smell that kind of the, the yeasty sugariness that comes you know, with... with with Belgian, that, that's when you know we described on another show earlier a couple shows ago what Belgiany <laughs> smells like, and um, it smells like a Belgian. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> a it's a kind of combination, an interesting combination of, of yeasty with sugary compounds. Right. the The main thing I notice on this beer a is how it, it differs from 
a lot of Belgian gold nails, where a lot of Belgian gold nails will have that aroma of uh, of fermented candy sugar, or something like that. That's very sharp, high, yeah. high sweetness. Yeah. Where this one tastes more malty, more it's or tastes it smells more malty, more um, almost caramel in it. Even though it's you know it's a golden beer. I'm actually smelling hops from here. I'm getting a significant bit of hoppiness from this. I'm getting a little bit of pear or some kind of fruit. That's nice, but I think but, you're, but I would but I would agree that there's not a lot of like hitch over the head candy sugar, like in a like I get in my triple or mm-hmm. others. Yeah, it's a good thick sweet aroma, right? Instead of that thin sweet aroma, I'm not yeah. sure if malty is the, the proper word, but it's it's more. What's what I'm looking for? The taste kind of reminds me. Of um, it's it's a little bit of a syrupy taste, but there's also some flavor of watermelon in there. Um, See, yeah, actually, syrupy is good because I was hesitant whether I wanted to say syrupy because syrupy often goes with syrupy sweet, cloying sweet, mm-hmm. and that's not the case. But there's this it's a texture of it. It's um, a mild, simple syrup or maple syrup type flavor. It's not really mapley, but it's this mild syrup type flavor sweetness in there. And I think watermelon, there's a, there's a bit of, in close towards the rind, right? You know, where it's yeah. white. You know, that's where we're getting that kind of watermelon. It's nice and dry. You wouldn't have to know what the yeast is on this, would you? Proprietary, <laughs> likely. <laughs> I'm not sure. There's some at the bottom of the uh, bottle if you want to take some home. <laughs> <laughs> this beer is 7% alcohol by volume. So it's not super high goes down really well uh, like Scott said nice and dry um, yeah. Yeah, finishes really is nice and clean too it doesn't la- it doesn't linger you don't have even though it is does have that kind of syrupy texture it doesn't have mm-hmm. the lingering lingering sweetness that you know is overpowering it doesn't make you reach for water or another yeah it doesn't drink right away it doesn't really build up in your mouth even though it does leave you a, a minor aftertaste that's pretty pleasant it's a little on the dry side yeah a little fruity aftertaste mm-hmm. i think he uh, talks about this in farmhouse ales quite a bit okay i remember reading that's one of my go-to resources for styles and um I know he was talking about the title. It's a bit vinous, almost like what you expect from a Kolsch, right? I don't know if I'm detecting much much of that vinous quality to it. I'm really not getting grapiness from it so much. Like I said, I mean, more watermelon and, and like Scott said, pear, something along those lines. Uh, it, it, it tastes more melony to me than okay. anything else. Yeah, there's, no, there's no bubble gum to it. Right. I'm not getting that out of the yeast or anything. I'm just wondering if it's... One of the five hundreds, or like a workhorse yeast. There might be a little bit of a cantaloupe in there too. Just you know, some of that musk melon, just a little bit of that um, melon-like flavor. Fruit salad. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yummy, yummy. Someone's been watching the Wiggles. <laughs> Actually, that was from when Heather was a nanny. Uh, careful, it'll burn a hole in your brain. Uh, the best one is um, Yo Gabba Gabba. That's the show. Oh, the Ramon song? No, you're talking about something yeah. else. <laughs> this <laughs> beer is immensely drinkable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I want to eat something with I'm this. done. It's, oh, it's just dry. What would you eat with this? Let me guess. Boy, a nice uh, crusty sandwich. I, I want to have bread with it. Hmm. 
it'd be like uh, like a nice parmesan or not parmesan nice uh, uh, baguette or something yeah I was thinking like french bread it would go, well. go really well with a fresh baguette with a little bit of uh, a little chunk of brie or maybe some other cheese. Yeah, yeah. brie actually I think would be a pretty good cheese for this. Well, it's fat and the carbonation yeah. of this would strip it off. It'd be good. Yeah. Sparkling. Nice. That's a tasty beer. Thank you, Vinny, for that one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Gary, for sending me Vinny's beer. <laughs> we have a lot of ease to thank on, yes. these, on the Shun show. Okay, so we think the next best flavor. Actually, I'm going to. Call well, not an next best. It's ne- next next best choice. Best choice for, for tasting sequence. order. I was thinking salvation because you know salvation is not sour, but it's pretty dark. Um, we got redemption here. It's a blonde ale. It's slightly cloudy. There's a little description of the expected flavor, but okay. you shouldn't read it on the back if you're going to talk about. You know, right. I'm, I'm curious. I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, it says banana and pear on the one we just had. I'm like, oh, hey. I'm just worried if the Redemption's too sour, <laughs> even though maybe spreading out the sours would be good. So let's just go with the Redemption. Let's do it. We just, we, just were dam- we just were damned. Let's get some Redemption. Uh, this cage is complicated. There we go. Ready, tidy. <laughs> Not at all, actually. Ready, Lucy. Well, it, it kind of twisted uh, on itself, I so I had, to, uh, I had to undo it a little bit. These are all Cajun corked, but they are not all the same size. The last one is, what, 12.7? Uh, yeah, it's smaller. I'm not sure exactly what size it is. It's like meringue. We're drinking these beers out of our snifters tonight so we can thoroughly swirl them and enjoy them. I had a Russian River glass that featured other beers on it, but it wasn't clean. I'd never used it because it's like a wine glass, like a big. Oh, you did trade tall out, pedestal. Yeah. yeah, and I was holding up the light, and it was all uh, cloudy. On yeah, when you when when you picked it up, Greg, I thought you were saying that he's using the dirty glass. You meant that he's using the Russian, Russian, the Russian River, River glass. glass. That he picked that out for himself, of course. If I hey, it's his. It's his. You know, he gets to edit the show. He gets to choose what glass he gets. This one is a little bit funk, isn't it? I, I smelled what what. At first, I thought it was was a strong sulfur. Now it's it's seeming more like a, a really muffiny or bready yeast. Yeah, it's not it's not a vinegar sourness at all. It's really yeah. I'm getting more of a. I used blue cheese last time, didn't I? But it, it you use blue cheese a lot. Yeah, it, it's like very mild, but it, it's kind of that creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not I, I I see where where you're coming from with blue cheese. Actually, it's a. It's the sharpness part of the blue cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there wheat in this beer? It's slightly cloudy. I presume yes. They do not say. Hmm. But this is considered the sister beer to Damnation, so it's okay. good that we had it right after Keep Damnation. Keep it in the family. Yeah. yeah, it's got a nice gentle sourness. It's not puckery. We say it's a blonde, but they say under here it's fashioned after a Belgian-style single. Yeah, those are kind of... I guess they're similar. Synonymous. Yeah. That's what it smells like. It smells like their grisette. Oh, okay. So why don't you explain a little bit about your grisette? That, I, it, it's really funny because I'm like, well, how do I know this? I'm, is it, am I smelling wheat? What am I smelling in here? I, I did a beer that last year. 
yeah, last December because it was right before the charity open house. Um, I wanted to do a. Uh, I had this you know Belgian yeast strain in house, and I wanted to do a session ale. Um, one of the session ale series that I do, it's a unique batch with each beer, but it's under the under the name session ale, and it's just draft only stuff. So um, just growlers at the brewery, and and so I. I Digging out of the farmhouse ales book, um, I came up with uh, this a couple of references to a grisette, and mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of information in there about you know here's a recipe for one. Um, there may actually have been a recipe in there. I'm not even sure now, but I took some took some liberties with it. But it had a similar um, a similar nose on it. It didn't have that sour component to it, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely got that out of the uh, out of, still got it out of the flavor. It is a bit of, of, of nice sourness at, at the end uh, of this. The first flavor, though, I'm trying to identify the the flavor there because it's something obviously it's something fruity, but oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it's pillowy, soft. Yeah, that it's it's very juicy. Mm. The beer we talk about how a beer can be we we call it aqueous when it's good watery and watery when it's bad watery. <laughs> so this one's aqueous ah. or juicy. So if this beer were wearing sweatpants, it would have that across the backside. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But and which, I would like I, to see. Which, which I, I would like understand. to see sweatpants with aqueous on the backside. <laughs> that would be nice. I, I think if it, we should equally as absurd as juicy across your. We should sell them. Your ass by the <laughs> aqueous. So, well, yeah. the name the name Grisette comes from um, you know there's there's farmhouse ales, but there's also beers from the mining communities. And and uh, everybody that climbed out of the coal mines was whether they went in dressed in gray, they came out dressed in gray from working in the mines, and the the, the young French girls that would stand there and serve a, a quenching low alcohol beer on a tray to guys as they came out of the mine, they were called the grisettes because they were dressed in gray and the female version of it. So mm-hmm. so um, the beer came to to take on that name, low alcohol, fizzy. Um, thirst quenching. Gotcha. This isn't quite so fizzy. The carbonation is very fine on this, but I'm the best fruit I can compare it to is maybe like a really tart strawberry. Yeah, it's hard really figuring what this tastes like. It's got a nice, again, a nice dry finish, but not astringent in any way. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like tart strawberry is hard to to imagine because people will think too much of the the sweetness, the of sweetness of strawberry, right? So you got to think about just the the tartness part of a strawberry. Right. Maybe like an under-ripe nice. or maybe like a green strawberry might taste or something like that. Maybe if you have those in your area. never had a green strawberry, so I don't <laughs> no, know. No, I never had a green strawberry either. You live in Pennsylvania, you've had plenty of white strawberries, I'm sure. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah. There's this fungus that, that goes all over the strawberries. Oh, I'm just, just like a badly ripened one that's been, you know... Right on the outside and just no flavor to it. Mm-hmm. I got spoiled living in California for five years and these big farmer's market strawberries the size of golf balls that are just red all the way through. Okay. Incredible fruit. But maybe, what, maybe, maybe strawberries aren't green before they, like right before they ripen. Maybe they're white. I don't know. They start green. Oh, do they? They start green when they're very, when they're wee folk. Okay. <laughs> you know what I almost taste in here? Uh, a little bit of a sweetness that kind of reminds me of red pepper like a roasted red pepper that's get a little bit more of that you had me up until roasted really yeah yeah 
maybe yeah, roasted and pickled because I, I had I had ro- I had roasted red peppers in a sandwich. Yeah, and um, they may have been pickled a little bit too. And some of that flavor is kind of reminding me of that. Redemption is the sister beer to our award-winning ale, Damnation, fashioned after a Belgian-style single. This ale rarely is rarely brewed in America, let alone in Belgium. Typically, singles are brewed only at the Trappist Monasteries for the monks to enjoy with meals. I'm having a hard time figuring out what I'm tasting. It's good. Other than I'm tasting <laughs> really good. Half a bottle with lunch and the rest with supper. Robed in a warm golden hue. <laughs> well written. This one really spreads out in your mouth. Uh, unlike the other one, which had a little bit of a syrupiness to it, this really kind of just sort of mm-hmm. spreads and, and, and lets itself loose. It's that juicy component that you were saying before. I'm getting a bunch of beyond its years maltiness in the very end of the flavor. It like just kind of flattens out and covers my tongue with something you'd expect to drink from like a, um, a bitter or something like that, an ESB, or just... It's, Pretty malty, a little bit caramelly. I got in a couple of these sips here, which is unexpected. Yeah, I think it, it's a testament to how well the the um, the malt and the fermentation fermentation has gone in this beer, where it didn't yeah. get thin and sharp. Yeah, yeah, and it's a uh, well, Belgian yeasts are notorious for being slow eaters, mm-hmm. which is why you can really pack a lot of flavor into a lower alcohol format. I mean, this is four point eight. It's not. A light. Not L-I-T-E. I wouldn't right. say that yeah. describing one of these beers at all. But This is batch <laughs> number two of the per- redemption, if you're <laughs> curious. Thank you, Gary. I was noticing the, the, the little um, bit on the back label here where it's mm-hmm. got the standard, like, don't use a pint glass, use a stemmed glass. Uh-huh. And if you look carefully, you see that the symbol for this beer is inside the stemmed glass. It's, like, barely visible. Oh, there's a little... Uh, rake in there. So yeah. yeah, the redemption is a rake. The damnation is a pitchfork. Yowza. And uh, the farm implement for this next beer is a pair of shears. We're going to go into the Salvation Dark Ale. This is the beer. We've tasted this on the show before when uh, you may remember that Russian River had a salvation and Avery has a salvation. Mm-hmm. And they um, got together and decided to brew a beer called Collaboration, Not Litigation. Yeah, yeah. And we actually did all three on the show. It was the coolest thing because we drank the Salvation, we drank the other Salvation, we drank the Collaboration. And, it was and like then blend? we blended the two. Yeah, it's a blend. So then right. we blended our two source beers to try to figure out the proportions of the <laughs> Collaboration. Did you come up with like a 65, 35? It was a uh, one-third, two-thirds. Um, Avery, I think. Two-third, two-third. Yeah, it wasn't what we expected. But we actually found that our concoction kind of tasted better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would. I don't know. Betteration. Actually, I still have a bottle of uh, collaboration. Yeah, but <laughs> that redemption's really nice. I could spend a day with that beer. So, um, uh, a lot more alcohol from this one right away. You can. It's really coming off. Uh, dark, dark malts. Yeah, dark coming malt. through on the nose. Uh, so you get prune, uh, you know, aroma, some of that. Um, Again, in the same vein as the other two, it's it's a thick, full-bodied aroma. So it to me, it smelled like first aroma reminded more of a barley wine than what I'm used to for a dark Belgian. Because Funny, dark getting, Belgians are typically more sharp in the aroma. I'm getting more like a Doppelbach type of uh, 
type of aroma, like a celebrator or something like that. Second, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Scott there because it, it doesn't. It, it definitely doesn't smell barley winey to me. Barley winey. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> special. <laughs> it's like special B or um, you know high high level bond crystal. It has a very um, maple syrup type smell. It actually the aromas reminded me a lot of the utopias that you just tried. Scott, Scott tried. Pardon me, I can barely hear you over the sound of my oh. stomach growling. Scott tried a uh, taste of my utopias before uh, the show. And I smelled the open bottle, and the aroma's reminding me of this. Really? Lots of uh, that sweet syrup, mm. uh, a little bit of maple. Not smelling the prune or anything like that? That smells really good. <laughs> yeah, take that, evil future robots. <laughs> don't, don't encourage them. But don't tease them. I'm getting a lot of uh, brown sugar type flavors. Really? Taste. Yeah, I'm, I'm tasting this brown sugar and uh, not so much cinnamon, mostly brown sugar, molasses. Maybe it's just syrup. me, but the fruitiness is coming out more for me. You want to do a quick glass check there? Try my glass? Trade them up? Same thing. Yeah. Actually, yours does taste a little bit thinner and more fruity. Or my tongue just changed between No, tastes. actually, yours does taste a little bit more brown, more brown sugary, so there it is again. Stratification. Because we don't... In the <laughs> salvation. <laughs> That's the thing about beer is you don't, you know, like like you would, say, an orange juice or, or something, something else. You don't, you don't homogenize it. You don't shake it before, mm-hmm. you, before you do it. So there are going to be layers to the consistency, and, and that's going to happen, with, especially with a beer um, that's sticking luscious like this one. Okay, so Scott's back. We'll see which part of the bottle he got. We noticed there's some stratification in this beer. Oh, really? Um, Greg's is a little bit thinner and fruity. It mines a lot more molasses-y and syrupy. What? We, we traded glasses, and we tasted the, uh, the opposite. So either we're really good at right, suggesting right, I flavors. Want you, I want you both to close your eyes, and I'm going to maybe trade your glasses and maybe not. All right. All oh, right. wait. They're different glasses. Never mind. That's not going to work. Uh, one's, close a, one's a dogfish glass. And I, I, won't, I won't be able well, to. Well, we, we could have drank with our eyes closed. It's so, like an Amish quilt. So Jeff and I just mixed ours together to kind of get... Uh, and now they're both drinking out of the same glass from the two sides of the... <laughs> it's amazing how they and do that. And now we do a little kiss. <laughs> they're pushing the meatball across the spaghetti right now. <laughs> well, that's even better because now I taste some of that brown sugar you know along with the sweetness. I bet you knocked you knocked up the carbonation a bit, and it's yeah, it's definitely or knocked it out more velvety, you know, a little yeah. bit creamier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I poured it back two or three times. Greg typically likes carbonation. I actually think I liked it better with a higher carbonation too on this one. I tend to like carbonation. Uh, How's yours, Scott? Is it is it fruity or? I'm or ser- actually just getting my my first real taste of it now. Um, it's nice. It's got I, from the aroma. I, I have a I have a I kind of get irritated by a lot of high level bond crystal malts in beers mm-hmm. for some reason. It's just a flavor that doesn't click for me. Um, and I was getting that from the nose, so I was kind of bracing for that in the. Um, in the in the flavor, but um, it's got it's got a, a nice dark malt flavor about it, but then it doesn't have that lingering caramel mm-hmm. that uh, that turns me off. So it's really it's really nice. It's it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting combination because it does have 
It's a really clean, cleaner a, finish. A slight than I flavor of what you would get out of Doppelbach, like almost yeah. like it was the cockpit or something, and you know, have a lot of those really the, a lot of melanoidins in there. They mentioned banana and spice on here. Yeah, I was getting a little bit of a uh, a Dunkelweizen um, aroma on it before. Mm-hmm. And especially now that Greg told I, us what the smelly I, smell it. Then I moved to yeah. Then I was moving to to Doppelbach as a as a nose on it. We did a uh, blind show recently, another blind tasting show. Yeah, it was so much fun. I was but, reading. I read the comments on it. I haven't. I, I have to. I have to confess that I, I've been. About, best, uh, best part about of the year entire show is we're drinking this stout, <laughs> and I'm trying to guess what it is. And Greg says, "I think it's something Bell's," and I'm like, "Like Kalamazoo?" And I'm like, "It's good, but it's not as roasty as a Kalamazoo." <laughs> Five seconds later, open up the envelope. Kalamazoo stout. Yeah, nice, very nice. <laughs> I, I, Salvation I wanted, is really good. This time. yeah, I wanted to try some more, and I got a lot more of that brown sugar. Sure. Okay, uh, so from, different than the other two. Mm-hmm. So, so but what still, I'm, it has that you know, it has that smoothness to it, and it has yeah. that really that it's nice ending to it. Beautifully made beer. I, I the the thing that I was reading in, in Farmhouse, I wish I brought my mm-hmm. supporting documentation with me. But he was talking about um, making beers of a certain alcohol level and a certain flavor profile, and still leaving room to make something else in that lineup that there would be no crossover or you know enough creating creating space for enough distinction right. in the whole line um, I thought that was an interesting sort of view on the brewery as a whole especially when you can make two different beers like Damnation and Redemption which are both golden slash blonde ales and right right very different yeah this one's 9% alcohol though so it's it's relatively high and I'm you can feel it afterwards. It, it really? doesn't really. Is it that high? You don't. Wow, you don't taste smooth. it, but yeah. I think you can feel it afterwards. You can feel it. Yeah, I wasn't tasting it at all in that one. Boy, I I would have not guessed more than six. Yeah. Okay. Nine percent even. There's the pop. Now we got the Tom Hanks beer perdition. <laughs> Tom Hanks beer. I'm, I'm Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition was the movie he was in. I'm. He's so a behind gangster, on my right? Pop He's a culture. That was the one the one movie where Tom Hanks is not a good guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needed to do one of those to show <laughs> that it could be done. Another nice live. Well, this one is marked as Beer de Sonoma. So it's a, a bearded ga- bearded guard style. Okay. But it has the terror of the Sonoma Valley. And what's the uh the, the um the beer to guard was beer that was guarded for what reason was it kept? Um, beer for the saving. Out. It's a beer meant to be That's aged. Right. It's okay. brewed um, probably in the cooler months to drink, drink in the hotter months. Mm-hmm. And in case you're playing along at home, uh, perdition is the loss of the soul. <laughs> Eternal damnation. Not something you don't realize. The abode of Satan and the forces of evil. I'm reading from the label. In the forces of evil, where sinners suffer eternal punishment. I thought you'd pulled out your Bible. So no, no, I don't. Six point one percent alcohol by volume. It won a gold medal. Two thousand four World Beer Cup, and its tool of choice is a. Um, <laughs> it's like a sigh. Sigh. Yeah. It's, doesn't look like a very. Jeff, ergonomic. you're my tool of choice. <laughs> it doesn't look like a very ergonomic one. Doesn't look like an aerodynamic one. Ergonomic. Oh, ergonomic one. But there's a big pointy club thing on the other end, so you could beat the hell out of someone with it. Oh, that's, uh... 
Actually, all the bottom of all these farmsicle. Bottom of all these tools have uh, the number twenty three in the bottom. It's a, it's a rolling rock thing. Illuminati. You know? <laughs> this is batch number three of tradition. Beer de garde, beer de Sonoma. That's a, that's a positive way. The, to say, right? We have <laughs> we have not watery. Aquas. We haven't yeah, talked at all about the color of these beers. Um, Damnation and Redemption were golden. Salvation was darker. This one's a uh, brown. <laughs> it looks like a Where's Belgian. Where's your SRM scale? Yeah, it's in the other room. Stunning. Uh, Belgian double or brown ale type color. Uh, I think it's a little bit lighter than a Belgian double or dark ale, but maybe yeah. maybe I'm just imagining things. But it seems to me a little bit more cola-like in terms of its color. Uh, maybe kind of a little bit of reddishness attached to that brown, so it's not quite so dark. Got as like a nice Belgian double. Nice um, thin like a- but solid head. It reminds me of like a cappuccino or something. There's no cinnamon on top, though. <laughs> and you can't have a cappuccino without cinnamon on top. Stunning clarity, too. Now, this one actually smells the most strong Belgian-y to me. The one with the, the sharp sugars smell really? to it. I'm getting more of a sharp sugar smell in this one. I'm getting a, 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 a roasty quality about that that I didn't get from the last one. The last one was more dark dark crystal malt, and this is more of a... I can smell that roast, you know, if, if I really, you know, suck in hard... Uh, it's 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 hard it, it, it's hard to get past some of the Belgian character that Jeff was describing. I think, but way past that, I can smell the roast. Really? I'm not getting the Belgian man. I don't know. Maybe I'm numb to the Belgian character. That's an interesting flavor. It smells a little bit um, like the abode of Satan. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> First it tasted smoky and then kind of chocolatey, and now it's kind of turning into... Cola? Cola. cola. Yeah, it starts with a very sharp... It's it's definitely the, the, the most assertive flavor we've had so far, I think. Cola I is a great descriptor. I mean, that that's, nails it. It really does. Coca-Cola classic. Yeah, I was thinking chocolatey, well, smoky, chocolatey. Yeah, exactly what you said, you know. That's, and then it gets a little... There's a little sour funk to it, right? Is this a... Yeah, well, uh, I, I think so. I mean, I think there'd probably be a little bit of... Is it barrel-aged? Well, they call it Beer de Sonoma, right? Yeah, so yeah. there has to be some local influence, in, local influence to the beer, whether it is inoculated... My, microflora or wine barrels or yeah, something. It, there's some or local just, influence to it. Yeah, and this is batch three, if you're playing along at home. So there's some kind of that... Bingo! <laughs> <laughs> if you're scoring at home or even if you're alone. Perdition so there's um, there's some of that smoky, not smoky, there's some of that uh, funkiness is coming kind of right in in the top corners of your tongue, right? You get a little bit of this slightly sulfury, slightly funky flavor. You see, for me, it's not coming across as, as too funky. Maybe a, just a tiny pinch oxidized. Maybe... Yeah, there's a little sherry note in there. But I'm not getting much funk, really. I was getting more funk in the Redemption, for sure. Maybe you're, yeah. say, maybe you're saying that this is slightly funky in the Redemption. Yeah, the, yeah, and the, Redemption was more, yeah. the Redemption was more funky. This is less funky, but there is a, a funky characteristic in there. <laughs> there's no information on the website whether this was aged in wine barrels or whatnot. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm not getting much of an oaky character to it. Um 
or anything like that. Oh, okay. But I'm 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 definitely getting a um, like a chocolate malt um, roast character to it. I was going to say I think that a lot of the funkiness comes from uh, and it and adds to some of that chocolate flavor. Whether you know whether they're one and the same, whether one adds to the other, I don't know. But I'm detecting some of that chocolate with the funk. And there's nothing like chocolate and funk. Boom, 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 boom. It's another very drinkable beer. I think it's a step mm. below the other ones. And how, like, those ones are immensely drinkable. This one's very drinkable. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it's, it's like the Homeland Security. Like. Vinny Trelorzo, I just love you so much. I can't <laughs> say anything bad about you. What was that Saturday Night Live sketch? Like, number one is a, is an incredible, <laughs> incredible, you know, uh, incredible that cola chance of attacks. And number two is immense attacks. <laughs> number three <laughs> is tremendous, tremendous, <laughs> really likely. <laughs> The uh, the, yeah, cold, I think the drinkability is kind of low on this for me. I think I want to I want to have I want to have this with something to eat. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't see drinking this straight ahead. You you, you think it's very drinkable? I still think it's pretty drinkable. I don't want to. I mean, I, I because it's don't least, get me wrong. I because I'm it's enjoying the least drinking drinkable beer of the night. I don't want to penalize it because right, right. it's up against you know it's siblings in the so shun that, scale yeah. of drinkability. You're gonna it's, laugh. It's holding the basement spot. What I think this might go well with. That it, it taste on your face, I'm thinking, I'm thinking back, like neck, head, and shoulders. You're getting thinking a buffalo of, burger. Close. Chili fries. Okay, chili. Yeah. Okay. I get I get more funk in the nose than in the than in the finish. Actually, I had a tough time getting the aroma on this one. I got a little bit, but and the flavors was where it was at for me. Right, so that's the four big bottles. Yes, now we go to the uh, Temptation Barrel Aged Ale. Should we drink it? I think we should. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm kind of... If you don't want to, I'll drink it after you guys leave. leave. <laughs> uh, it says right here, barrel aged 16 months, Saccharomyces Britannomyces, 7.25% alcohol by volume. <laughs> okay, you've tempted me. Is it beer or is it wine? Aged in French oak wine barrels for 16 months. Unfortunately, this guy's in a 12.7 ounce bottle. He's tiny. Because I could probably... Oh, it's a gusher. Give me a glass. Give me a glass. You've got one. I do have one. It's a gusher. It's unpolite for me to pull myself first. We're back to golden. So, Scott, you need to take a break. Yeah, it's golden when it happens. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Oh, I can smell it from here. Oh, yeah. Me or the beer? You give them all the yeast. <laughs> so that one smell. This smells, it has that, okay, this is sour smell. It has that, this has been soured up with, well, it has a bread smell, basically, right? I mean, it, it's it's a bread of mm-hmm. and um it's, it's, a, it's a tart. Uh, it smells like a lambic to me. It reminds me of like a Cantillon Goose. From the aroma, it looks like a Cantillon goose. You got this rich gold, slightly Look at, look at how different the color is there. Mine was the top one, so yeah. mine was the least yeasty. Here, let's do a little uh, trading. No, 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 You you don't want to not yet. These out? Not yet. I want to try it first. So, are you guys swapping spit again? Well, we're not. But see, mine was the top of the bottle. Yours was the bottom of the bottle. Sweet. So you you got all the funk. 
I mean, this is a beer geek's wet dream tonight. <laughs> it seriously is. <laughs> I twittered that we were drinking these days. I got like eight replies back saying, I hate you. Ooh. The, uh, the beer geek nocturnal emission. Wow. There you go. I smell the, the, the kvass um, sourdough immediately. Okay. Immediately. Yeah, so Scott, um, you know, brewed the kvass twice, and uh, it gets, you know, it has some it has some funk in there, and as it gets older, it starts to mature and turn into more oh. of a wild beer. Well, the first the first batch, we, we served all of it, and then the second time, we did a double batch, and we fermented with bread yeast. And let's just say that bread yeast isn't doesn't have the same clean standards, quality control that as, white yeast or yeah, white I mean, labs might have. I mean, you think yeah, you think the bread yeast, you know, it needs to be clean for about I don't know an hour, maybe maybe a day tops on a bakery application. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, three months down the road, things start to go in a different direction. And uh, and and after I told Tom about this, all all the kegs that were out in the marketplace started going sour. So I immediately bought everything back from the distributor, and uh, was apologizing for you know for bad beers to draft accounts. And they were like, "Oh, I thought it was supposed to be sour. We'll see how much is left in the keg." And it's like you know the keg was kicked in a day. Zenos in State College, right? Well, there's a. Uh, and it's like, I was oh, at, I, yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the uh, Sharp Edge Bistro. I ordered the conic. It's a it's a nice golden Dutch yeah. nail, so it's to be a little bit grapey. And I ordered at the bistro, and the thing is sour as hell. And um, so I'm I'm liking it because it's, it's good sour, right? It went sour really well. And I I twittered it, you know, because I'm a Twitter geek. Greg's rolling his eyes at me, and and Hart from the Sharp Edge is on follows me, so he knew right away that one of his beers are bad, and he put it back. He's going to, have to I'm going to have to call the wholesaler, but like two days later, when he went to go check on the beer, it had already kicked in like three days. <laughs> so the people just love the sour. It's it out. It's sour. We well, mentioned so we, 20, 30 shows ago that we think sour is is going to be like you know. So I was replacing alcohol as the new hoppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's taking uh, what's the, an enigma wrapped in a mystery type, yeah. type <laughs> phrase. Sours replacing alcohol as the new hoppy. That is nice, Scott. <laughs> we'll have to, can we well, trademark well, that on Crafty sure. Radio? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe sours, sours replacing big as the new hoppy. That's probably, that probably <laughs> sings a little more. I was mentioning when you were in the bathroom, this is reminding me a lot. I haven't tasted it yet, but aroma-wise, I'm thinking of uh, Cantillon Guz. It uh, looks like it, it's yeah. golden, slightly cloudy. Yours is more cloudy because you were farther down the bottle. Um, the smell is is very lambic-y. It's, I don't like using, I don't really like using horse blanket as a descriptor. It's Why 7.25. It? Okay. Um, and this is all we got, right? Yeah, we got it in our yeah. glasses. Man, the bottle still feels full. <laughs> I'm trying to give a little more credence to people who might not have had a beer like this. Well, it's it's kind of like citrusy, but with a more of a musky note to it. And it's got it's got notes of vinegar and and uh, it's it's definitely, I mean, balsamic to me suggests a dark sourness. But uh, I just had a sip. We have a number one beer of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but like the like the kvass, we we still got a couple of kegs. Mm-hmm. Um, we were looking to to. We would talk about them on a on a on a sour scale from one to ten. You know how sour. And we had some kegs that we just got back from the distributor, and they were like at a two. And then I had found one that was like a ten. Uh-huh. It's like strip, you know, like taking the enamel off your teeth. And, you know, 
I haven't put a pH meter to it yet, but I know there's a lot going on in there. Especially because when the keg comes back and I go to vent the pressure on it, I was doing it on the loading dock because the pressure was high. I put the put the tap on and blew the gas relief, and it blew foam out and hit the street light <laughs> in the in the alley behind the brewery. Yes, I on the keg. Oh, like why didn't you videotape pounds? that for YouTube? <laughs> well, yeah. If I if I had known it was going to be that kind of pressure, I wouldn't have you know. I'd have done it with with a Kevlar bodysuit on, um, but yeah, the kegs are kind of rated it's like for, Mentos for and like, Diet Coke for like sixty, yeah, or something sixty to eighty or something like that, and that was that was that was insane. Oh, they rated that low? I thought I thought my uh, corny kegs were like three fifty. Really, three fifty? I think that's what they say on them. No, it's got to be like thirty. Well. Thirty five B two corny corny keg. Well, maybe that's if like uh, all the syrup in the. I have Coca-Cola a couple. I have a couple corny kegs in there that still have syrup in them. I've got a I've got a half dozen and, of them um, at the brewery. If you pull the release, there's a lot of air in those things. Really? Yeah, the syrup wow. ones have a lot. Did you say like a, a super high uh, sugar concentration will not ferment? It's um, I'm not sure why. Maybe there, there's something something toxic about it that that it's a. a pH pH prohibitive uh, for fermentation. Yeah, I got two corny kegs from my dad's friend who picked them up at a garage sale. They still had one has Mountain Dew and the other one has I don't know. Yeah, yeah I got I used to get them when I would deliver deliver beer to, to bars. That you guys lost me. What's a corny keg? Yeah, uh, for, keg. for me oh, and a, our a cor- kids. A cor- yeah, that's true. Uh, a Cornelius is the full name. We call them corny for short. They're the um, kegs I use for home brewing. Soda, gallon soda kegs with a little hatch on the top. You never seen the beers I put my homebrew in? The well, I've in? seen the, the the glass like carboys. No, like it's that, the uh, rubber top stainless soda keg. Oh Jeff, no Jeff no yeah okay okay a, I know what you're talking about keg. right right I know what you're talking about they're they're cylinders. Yeah yeah they're big long yeah cylinders. they're great they're great you know I've I've uh, I've used them for beer mostly I use them as a yeast brink at the brewery. Yeah Ta-da. right, but the nose is just tremendous. It the taste is <sighs> is a lot like um, Flanders Red right. Uh, there was a beer I had at the State College Brew Expo. Like in the back room, they were having a funky beer tasting, and the nose is on the same. Oh, you're trying the... Uh, oh, well, Greg's, Greg's trying, it, Greg's trying the, the unsedimented the, version. Yeah. Now, yours is a lot more creamy and less sour. Less straight sour. Yeah. Who's got the clear one? mix, you can... Who's got the clear one? This is the clear one. Right. That one's a lot more potent in the sourness. And there's a little bit less funk to it too. I think the yeast has a little bit of funk to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's more, more, more nose, nose funk on the on the murky one. Yeah, the clear so, one. So make everyone out there at home with these bottles. Make sure you shake them up well before you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, we didn't swirl any of the yeast on any of these because I don't think you want too much of too wild stuff in your gullet, especially when drinking five uh, Russian River. That's delightful. Belgian and beers. delightful and bright and. Mm. Yeah, it reminds me of mine. The clear Sun, one reminds me a in lot. Sunshine glass. Of, <laughs> it, it, it's sour. It reminds me a lot of uh, what you get from a Flanders Red, like a La Folie or a Rodenbach. It's not quite that sour. I mean, it doesn't have quite that okay. acidic uh, tinge to it, like it's, like it's a, in the, like it's a La Folie or something is like on the <laughs> on the East End Brewing sour scale. Totally made up and arbitrary. I'm putting it in the top half. Really? Definitely. Yeah. My sour scale goes from uh, one to two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's bin- it's a binary sour scale. 
many decimal places do you uh, evaluate to? But this is not the most sour thing. No, this is not nearly as sour as, as um, uh, to me, like a Lafoli, from what I remember, Lafoli. Yeah, Lafoli. Um, well, Lafoli is more like a marathon because the acidity in that one actually eats into your cheeks. Really? It, it, the one time we had it on the show, we couldn't finish it. Because our cheeks were starting to feel raw. I was I definitely get it from the kvass and like, you know, we had like four kegs to taste and see if they were oh so I started to say that we had some that were a two and some that were a ten. Mm-hmm. We put taps on them after they'd been sitting at the brewery for another year and they're they've all reached the same level. They're okay. all they're, <laughs> they're all at their maximum sour, which is great because the acidity in them is such that they will age well, even though it was started out as a mm-hmm. you know, three point something beer. <laughs> So, so this is <laughs> this isn't even a sour though, as, environment as the uh, cherry. Um, what was it we had last week? Oh, the New Glarus, the New Belgian Glarus red. Belgian red. Oh, you had that last week? Yeah, yeah that's a nice did. beer. We did that with chocolate. Actually, oh. it overpowered all the chocolate. Didn't go. Very really well. did. Really? Yeah, we had some good craft chocolate and it didn't go. Wow. I, yeah, I don't know what to uh, what to put with chocolate. What would you put with chocolate? Something that's we sour. Were thinking, like, I wouldn't go sour with chocolate. A coffee beer would probably go well with you know, like maybe a, a small maybe a small like, dose of the cherry would be nice in the, with the chocolate to kind of break it up. Like or, Bell's cherry stout or something like that? No, I mean well no, just a small amount. Just the but, uh, but actually we did a chocolate up. show before that, we lost it to the technology gods. <laughs> um, we did an Imperial lost Stout. The show. The lost episodes. It, it, it's it's gone to the Jeff wow. dropped the hard drive. Yeah. That's gonna that's gonna show up on the on the the fourth fourth anniversary no, DVD. It's, it's gone. It's it completely is. gone. Shh, don't tell anybody. Um, but we <laughs> well, did. You know what? If you, if you pay like fifteen hundred bucks, you get a, you can get. It I've already opened up the hard drive. The the head came off the arm. But I'm saying, if you pay fifteen hundred bucks, send it to the, the NSA. They could the probably they could yeah. probably retrieve the data. It's not worth that much. Uh, but I, we did <laughs> an Imperial Stout, which was a good pairing. <laughs> but I picked an Oak Aged Imperial, which took away from the, the uh, goodness. Yeah. So that was a mistake. I should have done a straight Imperial Stout. Yeah. Um, I'm done with my beer. You really drank that. I, oh, I'm, so I'm savoring. Boy, for for uh, so for, good. for for talking about it for ten minutes before drinking it, you definitely. Cut to the chase when you got there. It was so good. Um, So, uh, you guys think when we get to a ranking? That's what we do, isn't it? That's what we do. Mm. I I wrote down my rankings because I thought we have a ranking to think about here. Yeah, you got to pick which one you like the best and which one was the worst. I'm going to put the last beer in a totally separate category (laughs) because it's a man. So I guess I'll go first because I have my list ready. That's like the sex pot of, and I like to go to bottom to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, You're ladies. a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> uh, so I think Perdition is is, is my bottom beer. Um, Taco Bell with each, with each rating. <laughs> there was. It just didn't have the drinkability of the rest of the beers. It didn't. Uh, it's it was good. It wasn't good enough. And I see. I'm trying to remember what it was. The reason why I thought Perdition was was last, but I I, I think it was that it was just it just wasn't quite as drinkable. It, it didn't have quite the same kind of feeling the rest of the beers had. Uh, my, my fourth number four beer. I have to go with Salvation. You know, it was good. Uh, and 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 you know, had a nice you know dark flavor to it and all that other stuff. I just felt the other beers were better. 
Um, Redemption and Damnation were were damn close to each other. Damnation. I am going to put Damnation third uh, and Redemption second. And I I guess just because I felt that Redemption, you know, that that little bit of, of sourness in Redemption really gave it Gave it an extra kick. Gave it gave it the extra the bounce it needed. Even though damnation was damn damnation nice. good. Uh, damnation and, you know, good. How do you recommend it? And of course, number one has to be temptation. Anytime a, a beer that sour comes around, uh, I'm gonna put it high on my list. That, that that's an easy way. You know, the easy way to my heart is a sour beer. Yeah, I can't disagree. So I'm gonna start off with you, perdition last place uh in the grand scheme of things it was still a good beer um if i was giving it like a b c d e rankings it's a b it's good uh in front of that i'm gonna put the um redemption um it's a little bit sour but they're all so close i can't really give good reasons it's just uh it's that um charisma part of of the beers right the uh this intangible the factor the intangible <laughs> i'm going to put intangible it's so close let me start from the top here so temptation sour beer number one oh so good number two i'm going to put the first beer we had the damnation i thought that golden ale was was remarkable because how malty it was and how it wasn't thin and, and sharp and fizzy uh, three is salvation. Four is redemption, and then fifth one's perdition. That's my order. And it, the first four were A's, and the fifth one was a B. Good beers. Very yeah, good yeah beers. too bad we didn't have anything that uh, was decent here tonight. You know, we to suffer, yeah. suffer through. Yeah, where's uh, our great? Where's our good uh, beer? Damn Jeff. it! <laughs> yeah, you, you guys invited me up here to drink some beer. I was hoping for uh, you know something. <laughs> Decent, but uh, no. <laughs> um, they, <I> there, <laughs> there's some more of this pork slop left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, uh, the uh, I, I'd, I'd like to I'd like to taste the pork slap in good shape. I don't think that one was in good shape. Any at any rate. Um, my my uh, pork slap. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just had an image of <laughs> aqueous, or leave that alone. Um, I'm, I, I thought the uh, the redemption topped the the charge for me in a small alcohol package, something that I would like to spend uh, spend an afternoon with. Um, that's the beer that uh, um, that jumps out for me. Um, I noticed that was the one you took a second. Yeah, I went took a second pull from that too. Um, I was really just surprised at the amount of flavor in a in a less than five percent alcohol beer. That's a, that's a neat trick uh, to be able to pull off. Um, I want I want to put the temptation in a in a class by itself, be, not just because the bottle's a different shape, um, <laughs> but because the beer is so completely different. But um, I kind of so I kind of ranked ranked the big. Big bottle fours, and then tuck that one into the second position. Um, fantastic sourness, but without being overwhelming. Um, still very drinkable, and I and I. There's, there's just so much going on in that. It's it's fantastic. Um, 
And the Damnation um, was right up with Redemption for me. I see why they're sister beers. They're definitely uh, definitely related. A bigger a bigger sibling than the other. Um, also with a lot of uh, um, great flavor to it and high drinkability, as as we saw with the Redemption. Same thing with the Salvation. That was the real surprise for me. Um, I was expecting a lot of dark caramel caramel malts, crystal crystal malts, like I said before, and. Uh, I thought that was really nice. And then Perdition, um, I'm not sure what I want to do with that beer. I want to put it up against some food or something to, uh, to see if I can get more it, out of it. It made me feel guilty putting the Redemption so low because I, when you re- described it, I'm like remembering how much I liked it. But then i got to remember that the top four beers are within like you know, yeah, four tenths all, of a point all... of each other. They're so close. Yeah, I, I'd be... I'd be thrilled to I wouldn't pour any of them out that's for sure yeah I mean to, any one of these beers is going to be good yeah, even to, Perdition which we have I think we all have last we still recommend it that's why I brought in the letter rankings this time just because they were all so good yeah. I wanted to say the yeah. Perdition is still a good beer even though it's yeah, last yeah actually I want to I want to come back to that one and uh, allow me to <laughs> uh, alright we're going to wrap up this main show if you like the conversation with Mr. Smith tune into the post show no, it's not Mr. Smith. It's Mr. Uh, That's Mr. Smith to you. It, it's, Wait, um, it's Scott Schmarn. Sh- 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 I don't even know. We'd have to go look. <laughs> we have to go look and see what they. That is down. such an inside baseball joke. No, <laughs> uh, Scott was interviewed on a show and they got his name completely wrong because Smith is such a difficult name. I mean, it wasn't even it didn't even sound like Smith. It wasn't like Sniff or Schmitz. Smith or I don't know what. But it's like Scott Robinson. Yeah, Smith. <laughs> Jones, call me Jones. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Yeah.